0: You might see me in my with my, brand my new bitch pumping my brand new shit. You don't like it, get off my They say your attitude determines your latitude. I'm high as a motherfucker, fly as a motherfucker. And still the motherfucker you love to hate, but can't because you love what I make. Riding around the city with some brand new heat. Brand new car, brand new feet. Brand new seats, brand new smell. Put out the roach like a brand new L. Fuck you, bitch, I make a brand new. Fuck you, bitch, my shirt brand new. Fuck you, bitch, my shoes brand new. Fuck you, bitch, make it brand new. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the show. I am the main attraction. <laughs> Word to Lil Wayne. Welcome to episode four of Accept Addictions with P-Dubs. Get ready to immerse yourself in a podcast that's open to people of all stripes and persuasions. So whether you're standing up, sitting down, open your ears and prepare for an engaging journey. I usually begin with Kanye West's addiction song, but it is a new year. So I wanted to begin with something a little different. In light of my new attitude, I am feeling brand new. I chose this throwback because it aligns perfectly with the energy that we'll be channeling today. The year is now 2024. Life is moving, okay? It's really an evolving atmosphere. And just because the world is moving, we also have to realize that we are as well. You know, we are not just different versions of ourselves, but we are constant evolution. For me, this year is about... mm, it's It's about becoming stronger. It's about becoming more focused, more disciplined, and even embracing openness. I always state the beauty in embracing imperfections. But I want to begin with saying that I'm catalyzing a revolution within myself. A seven Addictions is not just a podcast, it's a movement. It's meant to go over the societal norms that are deemed acceptable, but can be toxic to our behavior, our growth, our development. And this platform, it's where we explore those multifaceted identities that we have within ourselves those specific accepted addictions that are specifically toxic, you know, where we recognize that there are some versions of ourselves that we feel have it all figured out and there's some where we see ourselves like, how did I end up here? This is Accepted Addictions where every evolution of you is not just embraced, but celebrated.
0: That thing, We gon' make magic. What's your mind my right, baby. Your aura right, too contagious, yeah. You do that thing, we gon' make magic. You're favorite. Walk around here so gracious. Should've been thinking about your body before I have a woman, Daddy. The way you address me feels like you wanna undress me. I had to go and ask for mercy. Before it gets a little messy, yeah, 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 yeah. take it easy, baby.
1: Before I have your baby, yeah. you do that thing, we gonna make magic. Oh. That was Manuel's Magic, a song you can find in today's playlist as well as many others. But I usually begin with a more general introduction to my topics but it is the new year, like I stated, so I want to start with me. I want to do something a little more different. Reflecting on my own personal experiences, whether it be something I observe from my family, my friends, or even in myself, I wanted to acknowledge and make this episode about a potential pitfall in life, which is the difficulty in being teachable and the tendency to be combative. In a world where information is invaluable, not being open to embracing information can possibly slow down or stop you from personal and community growth. There's more than what meets the eye. There's more than what's on the surface. The human experience is all about projection. And when we have awareness, awareness enough to see that what I see in you is really what's inside of me, then we can have more evolved relationships. Today, we're going to go over a topic that's very intimate to me, comfort. Comfort as an addiction, but in the realm of community and growth. This is all drawn from my inspiration of a proverb that I came across during my stay in Nigeria last month. It goes a little bit something like this, if you want to go far, no, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. During my time in Africa, I found myself reflecting on how I respond to messages from others. I didn't want to revert back to my old self in the ways in which I knew would be counterproductive kind of to the person I'm trying to become. So, With that being said, accountability played a huge place, a huge role. You know, I took notes, I I sat back as a bystander, and I overall looked at something I would perceive as a triggering interaction for me, and instead observed from a standpoint of empathy, rather than inserting myself as a resolution to the situation. And my biggest takeaway from it all was that tone has a huge impact on the way, you know, on on overall the ability to receive information. I feel that the tone of, of a conversation should not overshadow the message itself. And in my observations, I found that we can sometimes let tone of a conversation hinder us from grasping the bigger picture. Sometimes the way information is presented may sometimes seem nonsensical or even clash with our egos, and that can lead us to be either stagnant and instead of being proactive. I feel like when you have that sense of jealousy or envy or you're even threatened, it lets you know that you may be missing an opportunity to do more for yourself. You know, a lot of times, especially as me being a woman, I wanna reflect on that. There's this constant or instant competition of, I don't like her, who does she think she is? And people will create a story from there. And from there, you know, they'll miss the opportunity to learn something about themselves. Or possibly I can miss the opportunity to learn something about myself if I don't look past this this block here. A lot of times we use these things, these these heavy aggressive methods or emotions to cover up what we're actually feeling, which is insecurity. You know? When you can lean in and ask, what is it about this person that makes me insecure? It could be something as simple as this person stepped into their purpose. This person is actually doing exactly what they said they're going to doing. I feel that tone can be a block because it becomes this main point of focus and takes away from being present for that message. And in turn, it leaves us in a frenzy of, you know, being focused on how we may or may not be disrespected in that instant. Just think, you know, can you recall a time where you resisted learning from someone and what possibly or what you may have missed out on I think that all comes back to feeling comfortable in order to receive information, which in a way, you know, can be very dangerous. I feel that comfort can be a double-edged sword. I mean, familiarity is great, but what at what expense? You know, even when uncomfortable with the delivery of a message, focusing on those Potential benefits, you know, rather than those personal preferences can be very transformative. Everyone that's a threat to you shouldn't be humbled by you because you're uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to ask yourself those hard questions. Have you ever found yourself uncomfortable in a situation where you were questioning why that discomfort had arisen? You know, why am I uncomfortable right now? What has this person ignited in me to make me feel this way? Why is it that because I don't know enough about this person, I am not open to their interaction? Those questions. I believe recognizing the value of just being open to learning and growth and humbly admitting, you know, when we are wrong or when. We aren't feeling as easy. Are crucial steps in cultivating a more teachable attitude. I'm really in my bag right now, so get ready for a really (laughs) good podcast. that was dj yk mule you can definitely find their music in today's playlist as well as many others but if you ever want more of a deep dive when it comes to naija or even afrobeats feel free to comment and i can definitely link you to my afrobeats playlist but back to today's topic i feel that in seeking your tribe it's essential to break free from those confines of familiarity We have to challenge the notion that information should be limited to those we're comfortable with and acknowledge that feeling threatened doesn't make you inferior. It simply signifies an opportunity to learn. Consider any community. We're thinking about any community. It's never composed of identical individuals. Of any community, there are never full of people that are exactly alike. And uh, and understanding your own value, I feel, is very pivotal for personal growth and for meaningful interactions. You know, think about successful communities that you admire for yourself. You know, they often thrive because individuals that are within them actively contribute to each other's growth. By prioritizing personal growth over comfort, we not only enrich our own lives, but also contribute to the collective progress of the communities we belong to. It's all about service, you know what I mean? Service is giving to another, having their back. You know, what really makes high-performing teams is not their strengths and intelligence, but their willingness to be there for one another, their willingness to be there for each other. The real danger lies in the tendency to gossip or compare yourself to others as some kind of misguided way to establish comfort. Consider some of your own relationships, friendships. How do they start? Was it based on gossip? Opposing interest? I reflect on my most sacred relationships or friendships, those that have taught me things I didn't have within myself. These relationships often begin with us butting heads about interests, relationships, perspectives, all those things, yet we come together agreeing that we both learned something new. Beyond being right and avoiding conflict, I feel true growth emerges from embracing discomfort, challenging ideas, and overall fostering a diverse community. This shift in mindset is pivotal for unlocking that true essence of community. And if you find yourself resistant to learning from someone outside your expertise, remember to reassess. Remember that taking on the role of a student doesn't diminish your growth. Your worth, even. But rather, it enriches your understanding. Yes, I do take notice that a lot of these things are easier said than done. But navigating this path takes patience. It takes practice. And choosing your words carefully, or sometimes just keeping your mouth shut, can be challenging. Gossip is an easy pattern to fall into. It can cause destruction, big or small. There is something in it that can make us feel a little bit better about our own situation. and can even make us feel a way about a connection that we're sharing with the person. But who are we to judge? Sometimes we really got to sit back and think to ourselves, who are we to judge right now? And what is this really doing for me? Things don't my you
0: Don't last forever, I know know, 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 And I do my best to keep us together, you know
1: Sharon's song, Holding in Place. I feel her Obsidian album is insane. It is peculiar. It is lovely. It is a multitude of things, but it has such range. She is such a great singer and she definitely reminds me of Sade in her old songs, as well as, it's funny to say it, but She reminds me of Adele in some parts. She reminds me of Snow Allegra in some parts, as well as Amy Winehouse. So check her out. I definitely love her music. But back to today's topic. To introduce the Three Wise Monkeys segment, I want to begin with Don Miguel. Don Miguel is the author of the Four Agreements book. But as a reminder, I want to let you all know that the Three Wives Monkey segments are broken down into three different things. See No Evil, which highlights the reviewing of music, um, no, of movies, shows, and books. Speak No Evil, which is a segment that we utilize to go over words of wisdom. As well as Hear No Evil, which is utilized to go over music. I wanted to use the Four Agreements book by Don Miguel to showcase today's topic and theme. I feel it's a great example of something I have been heavily resonating with and resorting to lately. Do any of you have a book that you usually revisit after some time? Four Agreements would be mine. That's something I usually go back to to give myself some grounding but I wanna share what he says about poison and poison being gossip. And here is Don Miguel's Four Agreements excerpt. Gossip is black magic at its very worst because it is pure poison. We learn how to gossip by agreement. When we were children, we heard the adults around us gossiping all the time, openly giving opinions about other people. They even had opinions about people they didn't know. Emotional poison was transferred along with the opinions as we learned that this was a normal way to communicate. Gossiping has become the main form of communication in human society. It has become the way in which we feel close to each other because it makes us feel better to see someone else feel as badly as we do. Using the analogy of the human mind as the computer, gossip can be compared to a computer virus. One little piece of misinformation can break down communication between people, causing each person it touches to become infected and contagious to others. Just imagine that every single time others gossip to you, they insert a computer virus to your mind, causing you to think a little less clearly every time. Then imagine that in an effort for you to clean up your own confusion and get some relief from the poison, you gossip and you spread that virus to someone else now imagine this pattern going on in a never-ending chain between all the humans on earth the result is a world for the humans who can only read information through circuits that are clogged with a poisonous contagious virus even worse are the black musicians or computer hackers who intentionally spread the virus when we see the world through a computer virus it's easy to justify the cruelest behavior the end. (laughs) I hope from just that excerpt, you guys can see why that book is something that I heavily rely on when it comes to feeling grounded and just needing something to revisit when it comes to that lack of control in my current environment. But outside of that, I I do want to say why I chose that specific analogy. I believe I chose that specific um, analogy from Don Miguel because it recognizes the danger in participating in gossip. Gossip has so many dangers, but I feel that it definitely hinders our ability to think clearly. It also penetrates a cycle of negativity and cruelty. You know, we shouldn't let this allure of feeling connected through shared negative negativity or even negative experiences cloud our judgment. Instead, we should strive to communicate in a way that fosters clarity, understanding, and even possible difference. To implement a more teachable attitude, I believe it starts with consciously choosing to listen more rather than speaking in conversations. It involves challenging yourself to engage with context that challenges your existing beliefs, the ones that you have now, the ones that you feel can't be shaken. Let's hear those out from others. You know, by taking these small steps, you can gradually shift towards a mindset that values continuous learning. Imagine, just imagine being impeccable with your words, holding others to that same standard where you place your attention. Imagine a place where, or even a world of peace and joy created by everyone being impeccable with their words. As we dive deeper into the complexities of growth, I wanna take a moment to consider the importance of community. Recently, a friend's birthday passed, someone from my childhood, someone that I haven't spoken to in a while um, as far as not having a more in-depth communication. And it came to me like, I I do wanna have that conversation. So I took a moment and called them. He expressed so much gratitude, but also stated the vulnerability of being hesitant to our past communication because he felt like he was in a different place and he didn't feel ready enough to have a conversation. And I feel like this one instance really highlighted a common barrier in connection. To stay on the point of not feeling ready to connect because it struck me that the hesitation might be rooted in those conventional and even anxiety-inducing questions like, what do you do or what are you doing now? Instead of fostering better connections or even genuine connections, these inquiries tend to confine us to a very narrow scope of our current activities. I believe a more enriching approach to getting to know someone goes beyond the surface. Instead of focusing on these external actions that we do on a daily basis, we should explore more questions like, who are you? Who do you want to be? These kind of questions open the door to a deeper understanding of someone's aspirations, their values, even their identity. That conventional, what do you do question reduces people down to their current professional roles. And that overshadows that multifaceted nature of their being. You know, our present actions only represent a fraction of our complexity. And I contend that curiosity about a person's essence dreams and values is often dismissed as distraction i i I recently heard or i was watching this special and it's dated back to 2005 so it's pretty funny but it came to mind and it goes on like this i used to produce and people didn't know i really rapped so i would be around all these amazing rappers just soaking up stuff. And I do the same things with directors now. I don't know how serious they know I am about it because they give me so much info, but I just apply it later on. For example, if someone is asking for 24 karat or 18 or GS or VVS stone, I spend enough time around jewelers to know about that information so that I can apply that info in my own endeavors. I started as a rapper, but now I'm an artist, a fashion designer, a jeweler, and that's all from being around different kinds of people. That conversation right there, or that quote right there is from Kanye West. He stopped there, but that little moment caught me because just being in those rooms, being open to different people and what they can offer is my biggest point. Kanye shared a moment from his past where he immersed himself in the world of rap, you know, absorbing knowledge from various talented individuals without them even realizing he was a rapper himself. He spoke of being open to different people, soaking up their insights and applying that wisdom later on in his own endeavors. And I believe that philosophy extends beyond the realm of music and art. It's a universal truth, you know, The openness to different people and ideas is a gateway to continuous learning and growth. Just as Kanye applied lessons from rap to his work with directors and jewelers and art, we too can draw inspiration from unexpected resources and apply them to our own lives. Just talking about my friend's experience made me think of this because it made me reflect on how hesitance in reconnecting stopped him from potentially growing and evolving. Kanye's words served as a reminder that being open to different people and the knowledge they bring is a catalyst for personal development. And Kanye's journey from soaking up knowledge in the rap scene to doing the same with directors illustrates the transformative power of embracing what others have to offer
2: i went for seven years to yeah. public speaking and drama school today my whole life exactly. is public speaking <laughs> yes. and i always think about them like if i didn't go and i didn't like going yeah. I, I hated going yeah. it was so uncomfortable to stand in front of a teacher and learn how yeah. to speak and communicate mm-hmm. but today my whole life is based on communication yeah. and i was thinking if my parents didn't push me yeah. if my parents didn't encourage me I would never be able to do what I do today. So that's, why, that's what I was, you know, I think yeah. you and I are talking about that. It's not in your genes. It's the nurturing. It yeah. is what they gave you the Absolutely. lessons and made you uncomfortable. Yeah. And sometimes what we find in life is that if you can learn to love the discomfort, the comfort becomes very easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and to constantly move in that direction that, just because someone finds something uncomfortable that yeah. we, sh- we feel, we think that if something's uncomfortable, we should avoid it. Yeah. But the truth is that discomfort is where all the growth comes. Right. And I, I, again, encourage people to try. I think the idea of trying more things yeah. is, is and brilliant. And being exposed to more ideas and more things. Yeah. And I think that's something we you lack. connect the dots more. Otherwise, yeah. you have no dots to connect. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And I think, you know, we tend to find people who are just like us because that's what people yeah. want. Yeah. But I think we learn a lot from people who are unlike us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and they did a study at MIT which showed that people were more creative, innovative, and productive when they knew people who didn't know each other. Yeah. The idea that if you know people who know people who know you, yeah. you just create an echo chamber where you all have the same ideas and you share the same thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you have someone in your community who thinks differently or randomly or whatever it may be, it can spark so much more.
1: That was an excerpt from Jay Shetty's podcast, On Purpose. It was featuring Naveen Jain, and the episode was titled Why Understanding Your Genes Can Greatly Improve Your Health. I, I brought that episode into perspective because I loved what they were saying about like-minded individuals or like-minded interactions and i feel that we often limit our interactions to like-minded individuals or those with specific accomplishments but like we just heard this mindset takes away from the richness of humanity true community is about embracing the diversity of experiences and recognizing that every individual regardless of their current circumstances has something valuable to contribute to the collective human experience, okay? So I understand that comfort may offer that immediate satisfaction, but the true essence of learning and personal growth lies in engaging with people who expand our horizons. Imagine if Jay Chetty's uh, trajectory had been stifled by the conventional question of what do you do? In that same interview, or I mean interview, in that same podcast episode, he went on to say that in the past, um, he grew up having a family that was unfortunate, and he worked a lot of jobs at an early age, one of them being the supermarket. And in that time period, if he didn't have the gratefulness of taking in all the certain skills and values he can take from even just that job, he wouldn't be who he is today just being asked the question, what do you do? A question that seems to overshadow the depth of an individual's journey, that could have stopped his whole entire trajectory. You know, Had he not seen beyond the monetary aspect and failed to take in those rich values from his early experiences, would he have been the same evolved and inspir- inspirational figure that he is today, i I feel that you know this this narrative really prompts us to reflect on our own lives and the potential hindrance that is posed by these societal norms instead of merely asking about one's occupation. Let's delve into the wealth of their experiences, their skills, their values. Let's not overlook those profound lessons that are embedded in each of our journeys, regardless of what our paths look like currently. So let's learn to celebrate, you know, that beauty of being open to various influences, recognizing that the most unexpected encounters can be the biggest springs of wisdom, the biggest, you know, pots of wisdom for ourselves. As we navigate, you know, these complexities of growth and community, let's try to be more like Kanye in our early days. Let's try to be more like Jay Shetty, eager to absorb, willing to learn, and unafraid to apply these lessons that shape our overall evolution.
0: (laughs) Turn my headphones up. Louder. hello, white America, assassinate my character. Money matrimony, yeah, they tryna break the marriage up. Who gon' act phony, or who gon' try to embarrass you? I'ma need a day off, I think I call. Mueller yeah. had a Mueller, but I switched it for a melee, cause I'm richer And prior to this shit was moving freebase. Had a conference with the DJs, yeah. Puerto Rico three days Polly with the PDs, now they got that shit on replay Sorry I'm in pajamas, but I just get off the PJ And last party we had, they shut down Prevay yeah. Ain't that where the heat play, yeah. niggas hate ballers these days yeah. Ain't that like LeBron James, ain't that just like d Wait. What you need, what, what you
1: need, I got So like Jay-Z's song that just played, my playlist. I know y'all gotta have it. (laughs) And I have made a very curated, very much put together playlist that goes into this episode's theme. And I did receive a lot of great feedback when it came to the last episode's bonus episode segment about new music new artists that y'all need to tap into when it comes to males so i'm definitely going to be doing the same today when it comes to new music that you guys need to tap into but we're not doing it based on gender i'm just gonna be letting y'all know some of the favorites i have come across and what to look out for that's coming up so i know i talked a little bit about odile's album but since it's come out i've just been having it on heavy rotation because It's exactly what Brent's solo music is supposed to sound like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what I expected Brent's music to sound like. And it's giving from the very first song to... I I might be going... Yeah, maybe not say favorites, but very much go visit and let me know what you think and see if I'm being biased. But this is exactly the kind of quote-unquote toxic or even lovey-dovey music I wanted to hear when it came to the solo projects that Brent came out with. But enough Brent hate. <laughs> um, my song, Charge It by Any. I played it recently on, I believe it was the second or third episode. But that song from the UK artist, Any recently just came out with a remix. The song is pretty old, so I was really surprised to see that. Um, But <laughs> it's called Charge It. And she came out with a remix with Smokey. like, come on now, the shit is hard. Like, go listen, and that will be in the playlist today, as well as Odile's um, some favorites from Odile's album. But moving forward, Naomi Sharon. I already talked about her City album, so that's enough. But Naomi Sharon, hello, you've got a favorite here. There's also been New Georgia Smith. It did come out in September, but it's so good. It is really so good. A song that I really wanted to play um, that goes with this overall theme will be listed in the um, playlist today. So just look out for that song. But it is from her new album that came out this September. As well as a new song by Sango. I always will. I always, always, always will reference Sango because he's one of the greatest producers of all time when it comes to productions from Sago, Lucky Day, O.J. Remy, like you just heard in my last episode. Um, He goes crazy. Um, He recently just dropped a new song with um, a new artist that I'm unfamiliar with, but it is called Drifted. So check that out by Sango. And of course, I always talk a lot about Destin Conrad, but this guy is really insane. He's really insane when it comes to how creative and talented he is. Because this Friday, yes, this episode may drop before or after that Friday, but just know a Friday coming up, he will be dropping a submissive part two. And if you don't already know, he is be going. He will be going on tour for this album. And if you aren't a fan of Brent, I said of, Brent, of Destin, you'd know that he only has had tours in the UK or outside the US. So this is something huge. So if you haven't already got your tickets, I do say go get those. But this is some songs I'm going to be leaving you with when it comes to this segment today for Hear No Evil. But uh, let me know what you think and if there's anything else that you would like me to add. But right now, I'm going to leave you with this song. Here's Odell.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to know when your last one pull out a shot of straw. Why you guys be so insecure? Don't hurt yourself. From kick kissing a godly, all night long you tell me your problems. Now I can't stand to see you in public, tired and hopeless, girl. We went from kick kissing a godling one night stands whenever you want it. Someone else is there in your absence, guess that's the process, girl. Gave you my heart, you did whatever you wanted for your heart. You my oh,
1: and the truth is honestly in the pudding. It's honestly in the pudding. Everything I say, I'm practicing. I'm actually practicing the things I'm trying to preach out to you all. In my own experience, I've always embraced diverse people or people outside of my own limits because I've always realized that it's made me grown to be more, bigger and better. For example, I I came from across the country to this now open state with hopes and dreams of being the person I am today. I used to go to Montclair State University, and I was, even when I first got there, I immediately b- made that college my my jungle. You know, I used it as an opportunity to connect with as much people as possible. If I didn't know something, I was going there to know it. Um, for example, I've always been interested in music. I've always been interested in getting my voice on a bigger scale. So yes, I did go to school for it social sciences, psychology, and just overall becoming a part of that um, part of the world. But I also got myself involved in being a part of the information technology so that I can learn as much as I can when it came to radio, technology, the internet, the web, um, as well as immersing myself in the spaces when it came to fashion. those sources were there. So I made that my playground. I connected with others. I went to those lab hours. I went to those office hours. I went to those club meetings that were outside of my own understanding, just so that I can get my own versions of these things and how I can apply it to my later endeavors, you know, because everything I have learned in those experiences has now got me to where I am now, has now been, you know, the fruits of my labor are here. I did all I could in that school just to, you know, leave there to be a part of a fashion company that also taught me a lot, but was there for the moment. You know what I mean? The people I met there, they taught me so much. They, The, the job that I did when it came to authentication, when it came to knowing these bigger brands, when it came to just working in a corporate environment with my degree it took me seeing that side of things to know that isn't for me you know what I mean it took me actually immersing myself to see and say hey I've done that now I know what it is and now I know that what I've taken from here I can apply to something else you understand even just the people I've interacted with I learned a lot about patience memorization A lot of skills that I have adopted to my everyday daily habits all also be where I am today, which is doing exactly what I want to do as an artist across the country from where I first grew up, you know, um, away from my family, but still loving everything I do because I'm building this community. So I say there's so much enrichment in connecting with others And seeing how they can, you know, benefit you or how you can benefit them. Because in everything that I am stating, I had to be a building block to people. They had to be a building block for me. And we had to create these spaces for each other as dreamers. So I say connect with people no matter how uncomfortable or how fearful you are of that unknown. Do it. Because it's all the worthwhile stand by Shaba. And you guessed it, it's everyone's favorite part of the show. We are back. Let's get it. I'm having a little bit too much fun with this, but if you haven't already guessed it, it is the Artist Spotlight. And today I will be introducing D. Monks. D. Monks is an artist from, from Rockford, Illinois. Born and raised, actually. He found rapping at an early age, as early as sixth grade, and he's not really just a rapper. I will be playing his rap music today, but he's a creative that wears many hats. He navigates his creative process with a focus on quality over anything, skill mastery, attention to detail, along those lines. And he feels that he challenges and really appreciates originality. So I'll be showing y'all Sadim Monk's. Here
0: you go. La Pula, Pula, I told him meet me out of space you say, I pussy what the little lake Got me envisioning three kids Cripping them at those by lake It's deeper than love, this is fate Feel like God had me in mind When he carved each crevice of her face say, Scientifically examining her shape She keep giving me that face It like it's a birthday Stick my finger in her cake. She keep it cheap, but I got her slim in all the race. Ever since God dropped the star, I have trouble stepping out at space For the love with Hunted Dial a place, your spirit gets a steak. Supermodel bougie body, she walking at a different pace. <sighs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and that was for
2: D by
1: D monks. And I really enjoy that song. I really enjoy him as an artist. And you guys can find that song in today's playlist as well as the artist description where you can find his info and where you can find his music as well. But it's almost that time, y'all. It's really almost that time, okay? As we conclude on the episode of Accepted Addictions, I want to revisit the concept of comfort as an addiction. In our pursuit of community or even growth, the allure of comfort can act as a sedative force luring us into familiar, the known, the safe. Today's episode reminds us that true growth lies beyond the boundaries of comfort. The tendency to surround ourselves only with like-minded, Is a self-imposed limitation, and it denies us the richness of what we call human experience. I feel like the most can be found in diversity of minds, of views, of interactions. So as we move forward, let's challenge the addiction to comfort and commit to being teachable and actively seeking to find that unfamiliar thank you all for joining me today to the lives we lead to the moments we make to the dreams we wish and to the fucked up shit we can't erase cheers to us catch the artist spotlight and episode plays in today's description with love always be done. next time on accepted addiction
0: why everything that's supposed to be bad make me feel so good why everything that's supposed to be bad make me feel so good Everything they told me not to was exactly what I would Man, I tried to stop, man, I tried the best I could, but you make me smile. What's your addiction? Is it money? Is it girls?